1: Hey guys, Hi, welcome to Ace Podcast Nation On our channel you can find interviews, podcasts, content on a variety of subjects We've got shows on mental health, football, films, TV, wrestling, music and much more Including Conspiracy Theories which is what today's show is about uh, This will be the sixth episode on Conspiracy Theories uh, This one's on one of my favourites which is uh the moon landing and the apollo conspiracy. And uh, just before I bring in my uh my buddy and my co-host Rhys, uh just to let you all know that uh next week I'm recording uh first of a new series on serial killers. First subject is Jeffrey Dalmer. So it's uh, that's going to be quite cool, a bit dark, maybe not one for the kids, but then, you know, maybe not many of my shows are for kids. Couple maybe they did well with the CBBs guy. Um, so to join me to take uh, take us down the uh, rabbit hole, paranoia, secrecy, and just general lies is my co-host Reese Pycroft. Welcome, buddy. You all right?
0: You're right. Right side. Hello, everyone again.
1: Yeah, we're back, 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 back. It's um, we're still recording this. On a different day, and it's super late because uh, Reese wanted to watch the football. But we're not going to talk about the football because I don't want to talk about the football.
0: And Reese didn't get to watch the football anyway, <laughs> didn't even
1: watch it anyway. <laughs> didn't want to go to sleep, but uh, yeah, we'll just pretend that football never happened.
0: It'll still be the same result tomorrow, mate. You know that, don't you? Well, probably for about the next 365 days, I guess. They're still going to be champions.
1: Sorry, mate, I'd rather than win the Champions League every year it, than ever win the Premier League ever again, so...
0: Next year is our year,
1: mate. <laughs> <laughs> we got that tattooed on your wrist. Poor next him, year. Miller reminds me every day. Next year, next year. Right, little disclaimer as usual before we go down the uh, terrifying and weird road to conspiracy theories. want to point out that just because we discuss a particular theory it doesn't mean that we believe it to be true agree with the point of view or in any way think that's how it went down we're simply here to discuss the popular theories and the evidence presented by people who champion them Kind of tell i'm tired so like i say one of my favorite ones uh, the moon landing but when we thought rather than just do the moon landing we wanted to talk about space generally and then as I was like, doing a bit of research and going through some stuff, I was like, Jesus! There's loads of like conspiracy theories just linked to like all the Apollo missions like. So I think we'd probably end up doing a s- secret space show, separate again. There's so much to go through. Like obviously we did the aliens one, and then we didn't have time for crop circles and animal mutilations, and we did another show. And like you know, some of the subjects they you know cross over a little bit. Like, we talked about the, uh, the big flying triangles and stuff, which will come up a lot in the secret space one. But, like, the Apollo one's are dodgy, mate, I'm telling you. there's some, uh, some real interesting stuff.
0: It's, it's a minefield, isn't it, out there for them ones?
1: Oh, yeah. So, obviously, the space race was a big thing in the 60s. And let's face it... Um, the way the media portrayed it at least was that Russia were winning the space race. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people think that the moon landing was faked. The moon landing in particular was faked because Russia were winning it. And Kennedy had made this big hoo-ha of like, we're going to get to the moon. We're going to be the first ones to do it. But I mean, just before we get to, you know, the big, the big one, Apollo 1, there's a conspiracy in that straight away. So, obviously, most people are familiar with the names of famous NASA astronauts, the ones who pioneered all that, you know, the space program and whatnot, led the first lunar landing. Uh, you've got, like, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, John Glenn, Alan Shepard, you know, all the, basically the, people, the ones that people know. But there's one name that is less familiar with people. But when I did the research... I think he's a lot more important than any of them. Uh, his name is Gus Grissom. Gus, yes. So what? So I'll just go through like what happened to them, so people know, and then we'll talk about it. So Gus Gr- Grissom was the second man in U.S. history to fly in space, um, preceded only by Yuri Gagarin and Alan Shepard. Um, so to cut a long story short, basically, he was a big part of. You know, testing and all these different things, doing stuff in water, trying to make sure that certain things were in place and working. Um, and he was complaining saying, this is not going to work. You know, it's, we're not getting anywhere. It's just not working. They had a capsule which sunk. They had well, another one where they were practicing underwater and the, the suit was leaking. You know, there was a lot of, a lot of problems. And he kept bringing them up to NASA and his bosses and they weren't listening and they weren't listening. So then he called a press conference, just him off his own back, and publicized his concerns, which then meant that you know he had put himself right in the fire line, fire in line then, uh, and not long after he died in a fire. Now, within like the first few hours of this incident, there was people straight away saying that you know there's something dodgy the crew reported a foul smell coming from their oxygen system uh, their breathing system as well as a lot of issues with the communications uh Griston was noticeably aggravated with the technical difficulties and he was recorded saying how are we going to get to the moon if we can't talk between two buildings because you know just like basic radio control and that uh and he called the module like a bucket full of screws. He was very, very critical of it. Um, and he had shown his frustrations in the days leading up to the, you know, the day he died. He had supposedly told his wife, Betty, that if there were anything, a serious accident in the space programme, you know, and it would likely involve him, he also was said to have grabbed, he would put a lemon on his, uh, he, had a, he planted a lemon tree on his property and he would put a lemon hang it on a coat hanger in the spaceship because he basically was saying that the whole thing was a lemon as in it was a waste of time Um yeah so that's that's him really you know this I think it's quite a sad story because like you know he obviously volunteered for that program and to be a spaceman and to, you know he wanted to be a part of it and all he was saying was that he didn't think that they were going to safely be able to do it. And he was... You know, obviously, he was right, because they were having problems with the the capsule sinking, the spacesuits, the communications. Um, and then he died. It's, what says you, mate?
0: It does sound very, very dodgy, doesn't it? Let's be fair. I, I think... I, I remember watching something about him before. What Was his name Virgil? Gus was his nickname, I think.
1: Yeah, it might have been.
0: I got a feeling his name was Virgil.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Virgil Ivan Grissom's, uh, and his guess was his sort of shortened nickname, nickname.
0: Yeah. I remember watching something about him before, and apparently he knew a, he knew a lot more than what he'd released as such. Hmm. And I think, you know, that the way it points, because it was a simulation as well, you know, it was probably one of the safest simulations to do in the world, you're at NASA. You know, they're the best. Okay, accidents do happen, but it was a simulation. Why would it be fully loaded with all the toxic gases and things?
1: Yeah, absolutely amazing. You know, it caught fire and it was him and two other guys died and died
0: was it, it was um,
1: asphyxiation i'm not 100% sure yeah from to the it.
0: top it was something to do with the um something toxic in the cab that enacted with the fire and caused the asphy- asphyxiation for them oh
1: yeah i yeah, got you so he nearly died before that as well because um they did like a test uh you know like a test uh, just where they he... go up up and down um, and the one malfunction. He in the ocean. Yeah, he landed in the ocean. I mean that, you know. So, like, his concerns were real. Now, you're At a time me, though, there he
0: was, he was slated by the public, aerospace everyone, because they all blamed him for losing that pod, and they said he panicked and opened it early, etc. But I think it was. They didn't recover the pod for about 15 years from these bottom of the sea or something like that and when they recovered it and done whatever test they did it was proved the hatch was faulty it wasn't him that opened it all
1: right like
0: so he was well, right it was faulty but everyone
1: slated him because his um, his wife i think his, i think his wife wrote a book about him but also his son called Uh, you know he's been quite recently been calling not like in the last 20 years or so been uh, calling for like uh, you know an inquiry into his death because they never did an official inquiry they just announced that you know he died of asphyxiation or whatever and there were some issues with the simulation it's like well hang on a minute surely if something of that technical where it could be so many different things there's so many different stages to the computers and everything's you know like the oxygen levels and the carbon dioxide everything's managed by computers to make sure it's at the right levels for the astronauts to survive so you need to do like a big huge investigation and go through it step by step to find out where the malfunction was Um, now you know just because there wasn't like this big official uh, like you know, like a tribunal type job, doesn't mean they didn't do all the tests and they didn't find out what happened, but they never did an official uh, investigation. If you were, um, obviously, with NASA's funded, generally, uh, conspiracy theorists claim that NASA's faked the moon landings to avoid humiliation, ensure that if get to get funded. Uh, NASA raised about thirty billion U.S. dollars just to go to the moon, um, and yeah, it's you know it's a, a money making machine, and it has been since sixty one or whatever they announced it.
0: That was the first ever book wrote about the conspiracies, wasn't it? The thirty billion dollar hoax.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and you know, there's been whistleblowers out of um, out of NASA who said the same, you know but I mean, there was these uh, there was two people, uh, Mary Bennett and David Percy who wrote a book called Dark Moon, Apollo and the Whistleblowers Um, and that was sort of went through all the different known and unknown hazards of trying to get to the moon and all the different things with NASA and they said that NASA would not risk Broadcasting an astronaut getting sick or dying on live TV in a prime time slot with literally the whole world watching just wouldn't happen. So they said, but like obviously the counter argument to that is given that NASA would obviously incur a great deal of humiliation if they were shown that it, you know it wasn't live. Afterwards, they'd look stupid and. They'd be open to criticism. And they, obviously they could cut feet. I,
0: I, well. I, well, I remember that argument, but in my eyes, you know, they'd only need a five second delay. You know, if yeah. there was an accident, whatever, they they turn the stream off. So I I've always just pushed that argument aside. I can't it's not a justifiable argument there. Nah.
1: I think that's one of the ones which you put down to, yeah, it's a reason. But it's not a reason where you say, yeah, that's the reason which makes me think they fake it. That. That's yes. just like another thing added on to the many things.
0: Yeah, there, when you sift through the information, that's one of the bits you just don't need to know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So when we, before we go through the, um, some of the other stuff, I wanted to, I think I mentioned this to you in one of the other films. Remember I said about the alien which was found? Um, the female alien which they founded, I said yep. was in a documentary. And then yep. after that I said that um there was this guy who'd made a documentary and it showed them with like a black cutout. Um and the cameras at the back of the spaceship. And then um, what they're doing is they put they turn all the lights off in the ship, put the camera towards the back and then over the window they hold like a black sort of crescent cutout to make the earth look like it's night and day, so it's like half black, you know, half dark, half thing. What yeah. they do is it's, in this clip, it shows you like them using the cutout cut to fake it and like the arms come across. So I, f- I found out what the documentary was not with the alien, but with the, the cardboard cutout, and it's called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. What it is, it's basically like 47 minutes this guy. And he goes and speaks to all the astronauts who landed on the moon and, you know, basically tries to catch him out. Uh, And I think, I can't remember which, I think it's Buzz Aldrin. He shows him that video. But obviously he starts the interview off. They're just watching and he's saying, oh, so when's this? And he's saying, well, we're so-and-so miles from space or this is that. And then gradually he kind of clicks what it is. And He loses his temper. He goes like, "He's go. How'd you get this classified video?" and he gets really aggressive. And I think on the way out of the hotel, then he punches him in the head. But as Aldrin like, but it's a really interesting documentary because the guy who made it has gone way above and beyond, and like all the different bits he finds, um, and he tries to expose that you know the space, the landing, NASA is fraudulent. And he must somehow gets to interview these astronauts. They either they don't speak to each other, or he must have had them lined up day after day so they didn't have a chance to warn each other. But he interviews them all, and he interviews his doctor. But it's excellent uh, watch if, you, you know, if you're interested in like moon and stuff. Even if you don't believe it's a conspiracy, there's some things in there which can't be answered. Like, why would you need to fake that? shot, because you're there, you've got a camera you're in space, you're on the way to the moon so you don't need to fake that shot and that's the biggest, one of the biggest things for me, is why do they need to fake these things if they went now, I say that one thing which people say is, or the reason they may fake them is because the cameras got damaged when they go through the radiation belt and this and that and the other, well then, you know, fucking say that <laughs> see it got damaged like so you know we couldn't get the film or show the film the damaged film and say this was our film but it got damaged coming through the radiation belt don't I, fake I
0: think it the, the government in any country organisation whatever you want to say I don't think they can be totally honest about anything ever yeah. e- even when you know it's the perfect opportunity for them to be honest and it's the only way to do it is be honest they still can't be honest
1: So the film's premise is that, basically, he's saying NASA has perpetrated this huge fraud um, because the perception of the United States could land men on the moon before the Soviet Union, which would have been this big, huge war, uh, victory in the Cold War, um, since the Soviets had been the first to achieve a successful space launch, which was obviously Sputnik 1 in 57. The first manned space flight was Vostik 1 which was 61, which is, again, the Soviets, and, again, the first spacewalk space was the Soviets as well. So, you know, they were under a lot of pressure to get it done and to catch up with the Soviets. Um, in addition to that, a victory in the space race would also not just bring JFK's vision of winning the space race and landing on the moon, to you know, to, to fruition. But it also took the what's the word? Like took the the eyes off people who were starting to starting to wonder about JF, JFK's assassination. There was starting to be some grumblings about um you know what's who why did he die? Who killed him? Is it what they said? All of a sudden you've got this big huge space thing because he obviously was a he died before they went didn't he yeah,
0: yeah. sorry but it was a bit delayed then like froze.
1: Um, it also focuses in the film on the Van Allen radiation belt which is obviously that's an area of the radiation is so hazardous and intense uh, surrounding the earth that people can't get past it. And this is a big thing for, for the scientists and the professors who say it's faked because they say it's impossible to get past. Um, and obviously it's a big thing. It's a big... Uh, That's
0: probably the biggest obstacle. question I've got towards the moon landings and the hoax of it is how did they get through that belt and come back through it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Um, you know, and then uh, not with not with the, not with the technology. Like
0: wasn't made of lead, was it? I know.
1: That's man. the only protection we
0: in got. You know, it's how how did they do it?
1: Well, you say about what it was made of? Like that's a big thing for me. Is like when you look at the pictures, it's made of like aluminium and it's foil, and like that, that's a big, huge thing for me. Because I know now, now two thousand and nineteen, you can get this super thin, strong, you know, metals and silicone and all this type of jazz. But that's not what it's made of. No, uh, but even, we, we now, know, we're, but not even... Going, we're not going to the moon now with the technology and the equipment and the materials we've got now. But there yeah, you well, have you meant. seen
0: Tr- Trump has pretty much ordered NASA? We we want another moon landing by 2024, I think it was. That's what Trump has come out and said now.
1: Well, at least they've got the 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 te- technical video software to make a better fake this time. Maybe, yeah. So.
0: Oh yeah. Seen the end what of in that Anton Deck film.
1: Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Alien Autopsy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one, line, isn't it? But like. The other thing is as well, mate, is like okay, so let's call it from a slightly different angle. Why haven't we been back there to the moon? If we were able to go there in the 60s, why haven't we been back there? And there's basically there's three reasons which are generally out there. One, if it was fake, so they never went there, and that's why they've never been back. Two, is that they NASA says they deleted the you know the stuff they need the what was big like the plans if you like to make the spaceship and all that of jazz which you
0: know, no not by now that's, and ever
1: that's weak that's, and then the third one that. which is like people who believe it is that when they got to the dark side of the moon and they landed there there was people there was aliens living there if you like. And they basically said, don't come back.
0: Do you reckon they said it in that voice you just used?
1: Yeah, Cardiff accent.
0: I was going for an alien Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger. Don't come back, but... Don't come back. But, um, yeah, you know, I I can't think of another reason why they haven't been back. Uh,
0: That has always been my top reason. Someone has told, or something has told them not to. But that would mean it was all real.
1: And do you think they would, that would have leaked from between now and then? To be Someone honest, I
0: think doing. if they'd have... If they encountered something on the moon, I don't think they'd have said they made it to the moon.
1: That's yeah. the thing that they'd do. think they would have just said or turned around or they lost the footage or whatever yeah. it may be. Definitely. So So... Um, these are the, some of the deaths of NASA personnel, uh, okay? So in a televised programme about the moon landing hoax allegations, Fox Entertainment listed the deaths of 10 astronauts and two civilians, which were related to a manned space flight programme, which were basically killed or alleged to be killed and, uh, as part of a cover-up. Um, so you had Theodore Freeman was killed ejecting from a T-38, which had suffered a bird strike in 60, October 64. Uh, Elliot C. and Charlie Bassett was a, another one with a T-38, had a crash in bad weather. Uh, Gus Grisham, uh, Ed White, Roger Chaffee were killed in a fire and died of asphyxiation uh, as a plug, during a plugs-in test preceding Apollo 1. So yeah, it was literally just a test, and then you. These are the similar. Then there's a couple like car crashes, and uh, you know just different dodgy reasons. And I just think it's similar to the JFK. When I think I think we forgot to touch on actually with JFK. Is since JFK uh, since he was assassinated, there's hundreds of people who literally have been killed in freak accidents who were like witnesses who would have some type of you know, first-hand knowledge of what they saw that day. And yeah. they've died in like freak accidents. And I think what this Fox program was trying to angle was that perhaps these people were killed in similar, you know, similar types of uh, accidents, shall we say. Um, okay let's go to the actual moon landing because obviously there's a lot of bits and pieces some of the big ones um you've got the uh, what's it called the flag uh like waving when there's no atmosphere that's a big one um i think the only explanation i've seen people give for that is that uh, you know, it's just where he puts it into the ground. It's just moving. But I don't really buy that, mate, to be honest, because it's literally, like, it's shimmering as if it would on Earth, basically.
0: I, I'm sure somebody, I've seen someone as well, that the picture was taken whilst one of the astronauts, they say, had just kind of gone past it. Yeah. But... So...
1: Shouldn't move.
0: No, it shouldn't at all. It it should. Well, it shouldn't even be sticking up, should it? No. Should just be down.
1: Yeah, and it's. um, And then you've got things like, who was filming Neil Armstrong? There's, I think, one of the videos. They're all in the shot. It's like, well, who was filming him? Because they shouldn't be able to film at that point, because there was only three of them. One of them stayed on the ship. Um, footprints in the moon dust, in the moon dust, because they're really well preserved, despite there being no moisture. So, like, if you think, if you step on dry sand, like, really, really dry sand, where there's no moisture, the, the footprints don't hold as much, do they, as they do yeah. on a wet sand, where it's completely I,
0: I also remember about that, they um, they compared the footprint to Neil Armstrong's boot, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I think so, matched,
0: yeah. And people are still pushing that argument now, but there was some kind of extra rubber sole or something like that that the astronauts put on their boot to walk on the moon, which mm. matched the actual thing. So that argument should have been dropped years ago. I, I love a conspiracy, you know me, but... If the evidence is there to suggest that it's a document, kick it out. I'll I'll play devil's advocate on every one.
1: Another one was that one of the astronauts um, who went to the moon, I forget which one it was, took a picture in a picture of his family in like a vacuum sealed bag and then left it on the moon. And then one of the next missions who supposedly went there. It was still there, and they took a picture of it. And it's like, well, that the the atmosphere wouldn't. If you put, say, you put, uh, say, you put a photograph in the oven, it shrivels up and burns, and you know, very not a particularly high heat, but the heat uh, from space would have been catastrophic. I know the moon is. I don't I, have to look that bit up it,
0: it depends what it was put in. What material was it put in?
1: But then, like, I know you can get, like, heat proof bi- like, bags and stuff now.
0: Yeah, but you, you know, yeah, we're talking, you know, things we're buying Tesco's heat proof bags, but we're talking NASA year. It could be some type of heat resistant polymer gel, like a millimeter thick. In the 60s, though? So. Well, 70s, are always 10 years ahead.
1: Yeah, maybe I'd
0: buy that, maybe. Um, I, so, I I remember watching that on a programme, the one above a picture, and they were all the things that went through my head. So to me, it's a possibility.
1: Hmm. So in some of the photos, um, the crosshairs, you know, like you get crosshairs like you um like you get on a shooting game yeah. on like a polarized camera, they appear to be behind objects. Um now, obviously, that is just physically impossible unless it's been tam- like, tampered with with some sort of manipulation of the f- photograph and they've put it, they've added something in because it's yeah, impossible for any photographed object to appear in front of the grid.
0: Straight um, away, I, I've got to throw that argument out straight away because, I mean, come on, if NASA are releasing fake photographs, do you, do you think they're gonna have some guy who can't see properly looking at that photo and going, "Yeah, that's all I can see." yeah, else. but once
1: once it's out, it's out, no? it? Yeah, it's, but it, w- it wouldn't I have gone out, would they? If they're doing a
0: yeah,
1: fake well, photo, but that's the, this is it, isn't it? It's like because it's physically impossible for it to happen because well these, these cameras are fitted with a special clear clear glass plate with um, like a reciprocal etched on it, so there's no way. That those crosshairs can appear behind the object physically impossible
0: oh yeah totally
1: Uh, so i mean you know there's something something...
0: that one there i think someone's made that photo themselves to debunk the moon landing
1: but i believe i'm i'd have to double check that but i believe that it was you know it was released by nasa i think i'd have to double check that though um and because the effect, it can only happen if you've uh, like pasted something in or copy and scan and stuff and they're not originals. So it's, you know, it's that's that to me, that is dodgy, but only because I know the process and I know that it can't happen.
0: Oh, yeah. But, and it's just photoshopped in. But you will have some expert out there who will say the way the light refracts off this and this and whatever it might be. And bear in mind on the moon light is totally different to on earth isn't it
1: well let's let's go to the lighting so there's a picture of one of them sort of on the steps of the spaceship um, and it's fairly well lit the photograph but he's like in the shadow of the spaceship and the time it was taken there should be no light so there's no way that they should they didn't have floodlights or anything like that so there was no way that photo should have been lit enough for us to make out the steps and the person and that you know it's like a really clear photo um, which says that there's some sort of artificial light in there
0: I, I don't know the time of day or where the sun would have been etc but obviously the sun does light up half of the moon.
1: Yeah but I think the point being that A the time of day when they took the picture was that A was you know should have been pitch black.
0: If it was going to be pitch black they'd have lights on the spaceship wouldn't they?
1: Yeah but the, the, the ship they only landed part of it didn't they and uh, like yeah, I am tr- what you're saying They could have yeah, you know, been some. They, they would
0: have timed something. it to Within like three seconds Of when that landing Was going to be So if they timed it And they knew it was Going to be dark later, They're not going to Send a ship along got lights You no. don't send Stevie Wonder To go pick your wallpaper Mate
1: This is true This is true But there's other things With lights as well Isn't there There's like The um, Like shadows In the wrong direction Or more You know like, you'll have, like, the say the space the astronauts in the foreground and their shadows all which one direction from the sun, but then there'll be stuff in the sort of foreground which has got a shadow going in the other direction. Which, obviously, which
0: again, though, that could be explained from a million different reasons of light refracting off a suit, the spaceship, whatever it might well,
1: be. But not for a shadow. The only way it could work is if there, if there was some light coming from a different direction. And the, I think the only way it can work is if I'd have to look at the photo again. But if, you know, if this space buggy or the spaceship, which I think it's the ship it has got lights. I'm pretty sure the buggy didn't have lights. So, like, if the ship's not in the picture, then I suppose you could say, well, yeah, the light's coming off the ship cause the extra light source but if the ships like at the back of the photo then that's a problem because yeah, but, uh, okay. isn't it? I'm
0: be I'll be devil's advocate again you know like uh, in Antarctica for argument's sake they'll have an ice base but their paths will be lit a lot of the time by just a pole stuck in the ground with a light on the top mm. they might have had one of them on the moon and I'm Not sure, sure the bug, I'm sure the buggy did have lights. Enough, didn't enough
1: it? to, enough to, enough to cause like a artificial shadow, like a full blown shadow, though.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't and have to be that bright a light to cause it, would it? Depends how close they were to it. If it was shining directly on them,
1: I know I'm yeah. coming up
0: with all these arguments here, but just, just for the record, I think the moon landings were fake. I, I just love being devil's advocate, mate.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I think we both agree that there's pretty, it's, I think it's implausible that they went to the moon, i got to be honest. I, I uh, think
0: we've been on the moon, but I don't think there's footage that anyone's ever seen of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could kind of go with that as well, I, because I believe that, uh, I say I believe because I've watched so much of Rich Hall, <laughs> um, but like from the stuff that he's talked about and shown on his shows, I believe that the reason they still, like even now with Trump, they bring up all the rockets and go back to space because they don't want you thinking about the spaceships they've got and the technology they've got, which I believe that they've got the capabilities to go to the moon in these huge triangle spaceships, which go at Mach 10 speed. But but they're still going on about, like Elon Musk is going on about, like... uh, you know, rocket rocket ships. It's basically a fire, large fireworks to get us to the moon in two thousand and nineteen, and I believe that it's like a a distraction for the Joe public to what they can really, you know, what they're really capable of, and where they've really been, and what they can really do.
0: Mm, I I think. <laughs> America are prime examples of you know the show off in me.
1: Yeah, they are. But if people think that they're like they they've got all these amazing like think of some of just just think of some of the like the top secret jets which have been like declassified over the years. You compare them and what they can do to like these rocket ships, which are just like. You've gotta take all this fuel up and you've got to do this, you've got to break in two and you've got it's bullshit, mate. They've got these they've got these I forgot what they're called. Big black triangles. But like they're powered by those the three balls on each corner. Um and it's like a gravi- like a magnetic gravitational force thing, which yeah. makes which, which cause you know, gives them the flight and the manoeuvres and the speed, so they don't need fuel. Um I can't wait till we do the secret space show, mate, because that's gonna be really good. Obviously I didn't look at that stuff now, so I can't remember the I can't remember the some of the details about it. But obviously one of the other things which I think is interesting, I'm not sure if I necessarily take it as like a, a reason as such, is the quality of the photos is really high the 60s now i know nasa 10 years ahead all that type of stuff but like if you think like just cameras say like the newspapers <clears throat> the newspapers in the 90s say if you look back at those pictures on language like in the newspapers they're not like hd quality mate you know they're not great they're and not but i i remember it just be five years later
0: if you look back at the newspapers at that time, the main story pictures would be of a lot better quality than the rest of the newspaper, because all the reporters would go out with their little cameras.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: And, you, you know, know, if I it's get a picture that. of the Royal, something like that, they have a high-profile camera. Someone like NASA, when they're going for moonshots, you can have one of the best cameras on the Earth.
1: Yeah, and I suppose you know now NASA they're only going to publish that like the, the best photos, yeah. And they're you know, nowadays, public. a
0: lot of them have been touched up and remastered a bit, mm.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, but it is in I find that interesting because there's they're all really good photos, aren't they? Um, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, but they've all written, all them good photos have been out for donkey
1: ships, yeah. I mean, and, yeah, like, CGI and effects and things that,
0: no. like that back then were quite crap, weren't they, let's be fair?
1: Well, we'll get to CGI now when we get to Mr. Kubrick. Um, so, yeah, they used, like, high-resolution res- cameras. They had the top, top, top cameras of the of the time, as it were. Um, there's no stars in the pictures, which I think, you know, is an interesting thing. Conspiracy theorists. Contend that NASA chose not to put the stars in the photos because astronomers would have been able to work out, you know, whether the photos were taken from the Earth or Moon by means of identifying them and comparing them to the celestial uh, position and the parallax to what you know where they would have been at that time and stuff. Um, but I mean, astronauts. When if you watch that, have you ever seen the first interview they did after coming back from space?
0: I enough. have, but I can't remember him, mate.
1: They just look so shady. They just look, like, really um, unconvincing. Just like, they look like three blokes telling lies, but, like, not quite sure of the lies they're supposed to be telling, sort of thing. And the one guy, I can't, um, it's the least famous of the three, I can't remember his name. Uh, is Island?
0: It? Was he Glenn Ireland?
1: I want to say Ed Gein, but that's wrong because he's a serial killer. Glen Allen,
0: Arthur Shepherds.
1: Glen Allen might be on the thing. But yeah. anyway, he Arthur says, one of the journalists asks him and says, what were the stars like? And he's like, oh, I didn't, don't remember seeing any stars, didn't see any stars. Yeah, in his book, a few years later, he says to oh, I, I'll never forget stepping onto the moon and seeing the stars all around the sky and this, that, and the other. But like, and you know, then you can't see any stars in any of the pictures. Now, if you go out your house now and you look out, I guarantee you could spot twenty stars in five minutes. Most
0: nights, like, yeah. But even say he didn't see any stars on the moon when he's writing a book, he is going to spice it up a bit and say, "I saw this, this, this." Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's just the argument against that argument.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. No, but what I'm saying is you should be able to see him in the pictures. Like, there's no reason for no stars. Yeah,
0: because to there's no atmosphere around the moon and clouds and things, is there? That blocks the view of them. So, the only way, again, it could be explained would be when a picture was taken, the light refracting. And that's going to be my argument for everything.
1: Yeah, that's stretch. That's a bit of a stretch, mate. I think. With them. Oh yeah, totally. That's good. Yeah. Like, uh, you should be able to see them, I think. And it's yeah, it's just weird. And like the astronauts were talk, I'll talk about like seeing stars as with the naked eye during the lunar daytime, and they regularly sourced, discussed seeing stars on the spacecraft on the way there and their back, but you never see them in any of the pictures. Now, to me, if I was going to space, that's one of the things that I'd really want to get a picture of. It's like the stars from close up—not close up, but like closer. You know, because everyone looks up at the stars at some point in their life and thinks, you know, what the hell are they?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. And they say they say, don't they? Most of the stars we look at aren't even there
1: now. Yeah, and like the cameras. You know, even back then, you could back light, you could light up the, like the background really well. Yeah. Or you can you could force the foreground to be brighter, so you should still be able to see those, you know, a couple of stars. You know, just something.
0: I think the technology NASA had, though, they if they wanted to plant stars on there a computer program would have simulated exactly the size of them they should be implanting them on there.
1: Yeah, but like, why, why can't you see them? I can't think of, like, a, a reason other than your, your light refraction stuff.
0: It, well, it could be. What if the picture was taken sort of facing the sun? You're not going to see any stars.
1: Yeah. So,
0: you know, in our daytime, we don't see any stars. If the sky's lit up, you don't see stars.
1: Yeah, but it, there's no daytime picture in, on the moon, is it? All their pictures are just dark, isn't it? so you should be able to see stars at some point.
0: You'd think so, but if the pictures were taken sort of facing the moon, facing the sun, and there's a the slight bit of sunlight coming over the curve of the moon, it'll block out your view of stars ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the astronaut who's taking the picture He might be looking through a camera lens And see no stars at all But if he turns his head like 90 degrees He might see a sky full of him
1: mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, So Let's have a look What else have we got So there was a resident of Perth. I've never heard of this one uh, The resident of Perth Western Australia a lady named Una Ronald, which was a pseudonym created by the authors of the person who wrote the article, because she didn't want to be named, said that for two or three seconds she saw a Coca Cola bottle roll across the lower part of her lower right quadrant of her television screen that was display, displaying the live broadcast of Apollo 11. She said that several letters appeared in the West Australian, Western Australian newspaper discussing the Coke bottle incident within 10 days of the lunar landing. Um, and then it sort of says, no one's ever been able to find a recording or a newspaper report referring to this, but several people have been uh, known to say it and say they saw it. Um, and yeah, There's also flaws in the story, which obviously she had to stay up late to watch the moon landing so she could have easily sort of dropped off and dreamed it and then woken up and thought it was, you know what I mean? Like when you're watching TV and you're like dropping off. So that one's a bit weak, but it's an interesting one because obviously like there's loads of people who every time NASA uploads a a picture or a video, they go through everything with a fine tooth comb. And obviously when we get to the Mars stuff, further down the line, there's a lot of stuff with the pictures in those which sort of might indicate that maybe they were taken on Earth. But that, I don't know, that's a bit weak for me, but it's like another sort of thing which several people saw by the sounds of it. But yeah, like you, I say.
0: You it's... say about the pictures being taken on Earth, I've been to, um, it's a place in Lanzarote, an active volcano called Mount Tim and Fire. Mm. And when you drive over it, it's like looking at, it's like you're on the moon, mate.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: From the pictures we see. Yeah, it's where they film a lot of, like, um, I think Moonraker was filmed there. Loads of, like, space-type things were filmed there. All right. And that, that's just on a mountain in Lanzarote. And honestly, when you get to a certain point of it, you can't see no other land, no sea, no nothing. It's just like, it's like you're on the moon. All
1: right. Um and then in one of the pictures one of the photos, uh someone put it through Photoshop. Um I forget if this was off the moon landing or just a space photo of an astronaut. They put it through Photoshop. And if you turn the contrast really low, you can see if stuff's been pasted in. So like you can see if it's two pictures put together, or because there's like an outline of the where they blended it in or whatever and uh, yeah one of the photos was shown to be completely fake I can't really think of too many
0: the thing uh, is one photo yeah maybe if someone sitting around and went look every single one of these photos is fake
1: yeah yeah that's right yeah it's a big difference isn't it
0: um, yeah one isn't enough for me
1: oh uh, yeah that was when I said about who filmed Neil Armstrong as well like who filmed him stepping onto the moon. Yeah. It's always a big thing That which
0: always got to me. Who was the first man on the moon? The cameraman. But no one ever mentions the cameraman. It's like Bear Grills. Alright, he's awesome at what he does and that. But you've got to think, everything Bear does, there's some guy stood next to him doing it all fucking one-handed, holding a camera. That's the
1: cool dude.
0: Never gets mentioned.
1: So, like some of the things with the like the environments, the um the astronauts could not survive the trip because of exposure to the radiation from the Van Allen radiation belt and the galactic ambient radiation. So, like conspiracy theorists suggest that um they just wouldn't, you know, they would just. Wouldn't human beings wouldn't survive going through that level of radiation uh, for that amount of time? And I've got nothing really which convinces me otherwise. Because the the only answer made of aluminium, the ship was made of aluminium, or maybe they
0: were wearing some type of suit that was so protective, the ship could have been made of a metal that was just. Not protected them, but it didn't crumble under the
1: radiation. But
0: they had suits that protected
1: them. Yeah, I can kind of buy it. I just find it. And, like, the cameras would have been damaged by the radiation also. Again, what if they were
0: in a protective case?
1: I know the actual film was kept in, like, metal containers to stop it from fogging, which is what happens when film becomes radiated, um, radiated. But like the actual cameras, I think, would have been damaged too. But it's very difficult because you don't know what they were stored in. You don't know. It's very difficult because you are ultimately going on what NASA says and what you know about sort of space and, yeah, and moon and things. Um, have you
0: seen any, seen any answers from NASA anywhere of how they got through the radiation belt? Convincible answers?
1: No, not really. I was, I was just looking then to see if there was, I've got some of the like explanations for these things, and obviously you've said some of them, but there's nothing really. Um, obviously, the bit about the metal cases for the film. Um, so, like this doctor guy, uh, Philip Plate, Plate Pla- Platt Plate, Pla- uh, said that. It, it is possible, but it didn't say how. It just said it's possible for them to survive that amount of nuclear energy.
0: If anything's possible, but unless you tell me how, I don't believe
1: yeah, it. It's difficult, isn't it? Um, the Apollo sixteen crew could not have survived the big solar fire flare. Uh, big solar flare firing out when they were on their way to the moon. <clears throat> Um, but NASA says that no large solar flare occurred during the flight. Uh, there were large solar flares in 1972, but not during, 19, uh, not during Apollo 16's flight. So that's like if you believe NASA, basically. The um, flag was placed on the surface by the astronauts, fluttered despite there being no wind on the moon. This suggests that it was filmed on Earth and a breeze caught the flag, caused the flag to flutter. Uh, Bart Sobrell said that it may have been caused by indoor fans used to cool the astronauts since their spaceship spacesuit cooling systems would have been too heavy on Earth. Okay.
0: Uh, I- Think NASA would have yeah. released a photo of that flag flying if it wasn't real as such, though, so. because you know, you'd have all them boffins, one of them would have clicked and gone, Hang on, there's no atmosphere.
1: Yeah, yeah, you'd think, oh, you'd like to think so, mate. But maybe I sometimes just think that these people just think that Joe Public's but, just so stupid,
0: right? When you've just said about their space cooling system,
1: mm.
0: what if there's a vent on it that's blowing out somewhere?
1: Yeah, I think that's what it was So I was trying to say the um, one of the things is that the flag was fastened to a pole, which sort of goes up and then it's got a metal piece going across. So like a rod going across the top. So it's like a upside down capital L.
0: I I think I mean, if you're sending people onto the moon for the first time and you go, we'll take a flag and someone's going to go, but there's no atmosphere, you're not going to see it. Someone's then going to go, well, put a bit of metal in it for now.
1: Yeah, like that's the, that makes sense to me, that they take a pole with a rod coming out yeah. to make sure the fire was flying. Doesn't really uh, allow for why it was moving, though, because there's no atmosphere, no wind, so it should just be... It's like a vacuum, isn't it?
0: The only plausible answer to that is the little... Rob, that's holding the flag, is so thin there is a vent on one of their suits that's blown air in the exact direction of it and it's wobbled a little bit. Yeah, I guess, I
1: guess. Um, there was a lot of like mechanical issues, um, particularly Apollo 12, uh, suffered with a few. There should have been more than a two-second delay in the communications between Earth and the Moon because the distance was 400,000 400, kilometres or 250,000 miles away. Um, the round-trip light travel time of more than two seconds is apparent in all the real-time recordings, but this does not always appear as, as, as expected. There may also be some documentary films where the delay is being edited out. So basically, um, what's that? What, that, what that says is there should have been more than a two second delay at so certain points and there wasn't but maybe in some documentaries which have been shown since they've edited it out for time constraints or clarity or not wanting to have dead air however so you know I understand that the documentaries over the years will have may have edited that out But, uh, you know, when it's live, it shouldn't have, it should vary, shouldn't it?
0: Yeah. But it's, like you say, they could have edited a few seconds out.
1: Yeah, but not live. Like, it's so hard.
0: The thing is, there's not many people who actually go live, live. There's usually a few second delay, even with radio, everything. There's that yes. few second delay in there, hmm. just so they can catch something before it happens. And they, and NASA probably would have had a team of about fifty people watching it. So I think you know they did have, say, a six second delay, and they've cropped off four seconds.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. That's um, it can't can't say either way. I think. It makes sense to me that as they go, you know, as they're traveling to the moon, when they get to certain points, like if they're on the other side of the moon, that there would be a longer delay for the signal to bounce. Um, Oh yeah, I I totally can.
0: While I understand,
1: while while I understand that there's like a five second delay on the live broadcast, it's too hard to edit those five seconds in time. So what they tend to do is like, for instance, if you've got like a live broadcast or radio and someone swears when it's before nine o'clock at night, they'll just cut the programme and then put it back on. Like after the, that part's gone, because they haven't got time to sort of do the editing, take it out or bleep it out sometimes. Sometimes they can just about bleep it out. Well, I'd give us a longer thing. They just cut the program and then bring it back when it's sorted. Um, so you know they wouldn't have been able to edit like the time delay. I don't think. But, yeah, it's just a, a tricky one, mate. Um, so let's finish off with uh, so you know the the rumor of the rumor is that uh, Stan Stanley Kubrick is accused of producing the footage for Apollo's 11 and 12. He had just directed 2001 A Space Odyssey, which was the first film to use the I forget what it's called, where they have the background and like the the whole, like, you've got like a screen and then the foreground is like props and real, but this, the very background is like a screen. Yeah. Um, I forget what it's called, there's a name for it. It'll come to me now. Um, So, like, it was, you know, really advanced special effects for the time. Um, And it was claimed that when that was in post-production in 1968, NASA secretly approached him to direct the first three moon landings. Um, And you can kind of see in some of the film and the pictures that it does look similar to the effect. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's... Part of that might be because his effect was so good. but
0: Yeah, I think that's just people putting two and two together and coming up with five. Because other than people accusing them of that, nobody's actually, I don't think, come forward on Kubrick's side to say, yeah, they did approach him, have they?
1: I'm not sure. I vaguely I don't
0: so... remember seeing anything or hearing I... anything anywhere. I've heard that accusation loads.
1: But no what he did side do,
0: has ever come forward
1: Yeah, but what he did do is it, in the shining um, and one of the, one of his other films before he died, apparently so the, the sort of the story goes that he felt guilty afterwards, so in his later films after that, he would leave clues within the films referring to lies and to moon landings and to space and to NASA. <clears throat> Um, and particularly in the shining, there's like a whole documentary about the shining and its secret meanings um, yeah. as to the Apollo program. Um, I just want to see if I've got a list, but um, but yeah, I think no one's ever quite, no one's come out. I don't think on his side. I vaguely remember his wife saying something about it, but I can't find anything about that. Um, but there's you know there's loads of articles about that. Um, look at the time if you needed someone to fake that he was probably the man to do it oh yeah genius and way ahead of his time for filmmaking I can't say whether I 100% believe that he was involved um,
0: I think if he was someone would have come forward by now there's yeah. always a member of the family who comes forward when they die always
1: there right, you go so There's a a website called Secrets of the Shining, um, where this guy states that Kubrick's the Shining is a veiled confession of his role in the scam project. Um, And this thesis was a subject of, you know, obviously a lot of, uh, what's the word? Surprise.
0: I imagine millions of media students have studied that film.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a film in 2015 called Moonwalkers, which is a fictional fictional race against yeah. CIA's agent's claim of C- Kubrick's involvement. Um, yeah, which is like basically like a play on it and we talked about that with the uh, Illuminati and the New World Order, is that they do like to have little hints and tips and things within things Yeah. to tell you what they're doing, um, if you believe it all, obviously. Um, in December 2015, a video surfaced which allegedly showed Kubrick being interviewed shortly before his death in 1999. The video purports to show uh, the director confessing T. Patrick Murray that the Apollo landings had been faked research quickly found however that the video was a hoax so yeah there's nothing solid out there there's there's some sites where they sort of try and uh, you know prove it or link it or and I have watched the, um, the, word, the documentary where it sort of tells you the links and the things in the shining where it's like room numbers and you know the usual types of yeah. uh, <coughs> symbols. and
0: you know. But I've seen interviews with Kubrick and things like that, and he seems the sort of person who do all that just for a giggle. You know, it's...
1: Yeah, but then equally, he also seems like the guy who, if he did feel guilty about it, might try and slip in some secret stuff into his film.
0: He just said something on his deathbed, mate.
1: Well, there was rumours about his death, wasn't there? So, like, there's that as well. Yeah. He killed because he was, gonna, he was gonna going to spill, spill the beans, flag, so. Because, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, obviously, it's a lot to try and fit into an hour, so we tried to just sort of skip through it all. Um, so, final word, Reese is the Apollo moon landing real?
0: I don't know if the Apollo moon landing is real, but I think the footage is all fake. Like I say, I think we've been on the moon, but I don't think that any of us have actually seen genuine footage of us being on the moon.
1: Yeah, I'd go with that. I think
0: I don't know why yet, but that's, that's my thoughts. But I've got no genuine
1: answer why. There's loads of good documentaries out there, guys and girls. I advise you all to watch them. As always, I always recommend Rich D. Hall because he tries to base all his documentaries on evidence as opposed to like hearsay and conspiracy theories. And he's also very open to being proven wrong when a couple of times he's sort of come to a conclusion. Someone, someone has written to him Giving him some further evidence And he's changed his He calls it a hypothesis rather than an opinion Because he tries to you know, Look at the evidence available um, Whereas obviously here We're just discussing everything We can find and what people are saying And it's our own
0: personal opinions
1: Yeah, yeah Absolutely Okay guys, so We'll be back next week Um the first episode of the Serial Killers podcast starting next week I'm also interviewed I've recorded two shows already with two ex-Premier League footballers, got another one next week, so a couple of them will drop um, I think one will drop next week, which will be the Willie Boland one, which is a mental health and sport one we'll have uh, Conspiracy Theories episode 7 next week and Serial Killers episode 1 uh, you can find Reese on Twitter at Shaw Celtic. You can find us on Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation. The quickest way to get our content still is youtube.com slash C slash Nation. You can follow us on Facebook. Up to nearly 5,000 now. We're on 4,920 odd followers. So let's get us up to 5,000. We're up to 300 so YouTube subscribers. So let's just keep Keep spreading the word keep telling people what we're about and we'll keep adding content and shows you got to, you can also get download the audio versions on itunes just spotify all that good shit any last words reese
0: then from me tonight mate other than them i don't know if you watched the champions league final earlier oh, and okay. sort of I'm won it off. <laughs>